Welcome to X-Men Evolution, Episode 8 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast. I'm JC, and I still can't say that new phrase right because we did 70-something episodes in the other phrasing. And I'm sorry, Rod. I got the last one right. I'm just saying. Shut up. <laughs> and, and I'm Rod, still oatmeal brain, because this is in the same batch of recordings where I just got back from a week-long wedding <laughs> on the East Coast and then got stranded by American Airlines in Philadelphia. So I said fuck Philly in the last one. I'll say fuck American Airlines in this one. Except for Velvet, you were very helpful. Thank you. I put it. Well, now we're never going to get a sponsorship from American Airlines. Come on. I could not morally take one. I'd rather (laughs) see them go down as a company. And our special guest who specifically requested to join on this episode, Kit Quinn. Kit, tell us why. Why this episode? Yes. Hello. So I rewatched the episode. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, I really love this episode. There's a lot of reasons why this episode. I'm going to go with my favorite reason, which is... At this time in my life, my top two fandoms. Also, hi, I'm Kit Quinn. I do cosplay. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, Rod skipped the question of who are you? You know, I forgot who I was in favor of loving the show. So good news. We'll get more into who I am later based on this show. But my top reason for loving the show is at this time in my life, I was in high school. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer and X-Men Evolution. Those are my top two fandoms. I read the fan fictions. I watched those shows religiously. And this has the fun piece of trivia of when Kitty and Rogue are dancing for like Spike as part of their like plot with Sabretooth. It's copied directly from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. John's John's in the clip. Yeah, it's Faith and Buffy dancing in the bronze. And like, I knew it. I saw (laughs) it. My brain went, wait, this is so familiar. And I think that's my favorite. One of my favorite things about this episode specifically. How so earlier was Buffy airing than this show? Or was it really at the same time? I mean, I have Buffy no was idea. Buffy was still going on. Oh yeah, Buffy was still on. This this episode because there's something about a musical. So I was like, wait, does this have to even do another crossover with Buffy because of the musical reference that came out later in the year than this one came out? So okay. this was coming out during Buffy season six, just for context. But the, okay. the but the dance scene that was in Buffy, like was that like a couple years before? So it probably would have been three, three two or because three? it was the introduction of Faith. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, so that another would be... thing. I never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, well, I watched both of these later. They came out a little before I, it was on my radar, so I was mm-hmm. playing catch up, so kind of watching them simultaneously. Oh, very cool. Now, Kit, did you get the motion print that Steve Gordon was selling at Comic Con? No, I didn't. Oh my god. I didn't okay. want to <laughs> motion prints now he tried it and it is the dance scene so you need to hit up steve for that because i like that lenticular thing yeah it's the lenticular like it's and it's the dance scene i bought one oh that's so cool yeah that would have been great to do i was overwhelmed by comic-con this year it was a little too crowded so i left on like saturday morning i didn't even try I you also got in a day later than the rest of us too yeah i was there thursday and friday only and then i'll peace out that's the reason I just don't go to San Diego Comic-Con to begin with. I, I think I went to one of Ruth Ann's Dragon Ball parties once. Yeah. And then left. Because, like, just seeing Comic-Con from the outside was like, this is too much. I don't have the spoons for this. 
Yeah, I went for the <laughs> Venture Brothers movie premiere, basically, and yeah. that was about it. <laughs> what is ironic about this year, though, is because of, you know, the limitations from the strikes and everything. Yeah. I'm the biggest Mortal Kombat fan. I know you can see behind me. Nice. And this happened to be the year where, like, I think Mortal Kombat had the biggest amount of news at Comic-Con <laughs> than anybody else. <laughs> of course. Pretty much, yeah. And I was like, oh, they revealed everything. They had more, like, DLC drops and, and characters and stuff. I was like, that yeah, would have been the, It was the, the Homelander and Omni-Man and Peacemaker DLC got what revealed a, there. What a random, holy cow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Homelander and Peacemaker. I haven't watched Invincible, so I don't know. I know of Omni Man, but I don't know him. Stronger than Homelander. Yeah. So yeah. are in this game now, but also the Mortal Kombat two movie, which is now paused filming because of the strike. Carl mm-hmm. Urban is Johnny Cage in that movie. Yeah. So there's a very strong possibility that Carl Urban skin for Johnny Cage is going to be part of a later DLC. Of- the new Mortal Kombat game coming out. So we're going to have Homelander and this is a whole, whole thing. Anyway, it, 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 it was a wild San Diego Comic-Con to not be at. I still yeah. don't regret not going, but <laughs> well, I regret not being able to fight my way to Steve's booth because right. artist alley was just too much. Even on Thursday. I was like, yeah, not worth it. I'll see him on yeah. the internet. It was by far the busiest show floor yeah. I've ever been on because you know, no, there's, in anything. There's, there's 15,000 or so people that normally would be doing like Hall H mm-hmm. or probably another 10,000 that would be outside doing yeah. like studio activations. And aside from the Hulu activation where I saw there was a giant blow up version of the yeah, Futurama, Futurama garage, there wasn't stuff outside of the con. So it like all due respect to Jim Lee, he's done amazing work for the comic books industry. But when he said this show was all about the comics, I respectfully disagree. It was yeah. all about commerce. And that's oh, not a bad yeah. thing, because our yeah, friends who have so. boots made a shit ton of money, from what I understood. Yeah. But it was like, the comics still were not the talk of the show, unfortunately. No. That is wild, because I was even telling John when uh, he got there, I was like, well, with the strikes this year, like at least Comic-Con will be about comics this year, right? And I guess not. <laughs> they didn't have enough time to recenter comics yeah. on it, yeah. honestly. The, the whole show didn't pivot. It just mm. went, oops. <laughs> oh, well, I guess no. just... Do it live. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I got so. on the Marvel stage this year, so that's new. Nice. Oh, yeah, I didn't even try. I walked to the Marvel booth and went, nope, yep. not no, going to happen. On, you were on it, play. Yep. Right? So me, Chrissy Lynn, and Michelle Waffle, who's oh, also nice. been on this, did Exterminators. Yes. And Chrissy found out through the grapevine that they were specifically doing a X-Men 60th cosplay. Cool. And we knew exactly when to show up. Yeah, so yeah. that that helped us get up on there. So. And then you you were you were on the Marvel socials from that as well, right? Yeah, we got on their Instagram. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. sweet. And, you, and you guys all killed it. Like those are crazy outfits. We all got to wear flats, so nobody was complaining. <laughs> right, that's a huge win. Yeah. yeah, I didn't cosplay this year because of the strike. I just didn't really feel comfortable promoting anything, especially when some of the franchises properties I was would have normally cosplayed, the creators weren't doing anything. So I'm like, all right, I'm taking my cue from you guys. I'm not going to do anything that could be construed as promotion. It, it was right. the same reason that this podcast paused for a little bit too, because it was so close to the yeah. initiation of the strike that we weren't yeah. clear on guidance yet. And yeah, exactly. Honest, I don't know if the unions were kind of clear because this, you know, on what's because this is the first time in a long time that both unions have been on strike, but that influencers <laughs> were yeah, meant part of the even a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm definitely trying to navigate it as a member of SAG, yeah. where oh, okay. where is my comfort level wanting to be in complete solidarity, yes. but also being like who cares about me posting a silly little costume photo on the internet? It, 
Yeah. It just seems so insignificant. But, you know, I don't want to mess around and find out. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't have anything to do with it. I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. But I do like, I enjoy watching movies and then just kind of posting my like thoughts about it on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. And it, get, it got complicated because in the past I have received money from studios to do mm-hmm. promoted stuff. So it was like, you know, let's just not even get into that area, yeah. that orbit of, you know, figure it until everything's all clear. <laughs> exactly. I totally get it. Oh, well, well just, just for just for clarity, the Exterminators is never going to get a spinoff show on <laughs> Disney Plus, so I'm yeah. not worried about that one getting and infused also, with yeah, promotion. Yeah, yeah, True yeah, enough. And, and you guys were all definitely in the very in the comic space, yes, that and stuff. So it was it was pretty clear. And even we received guidance on this show that animation and voiceover work and stuff. Yes. different union. I mentioned on the previous episode we recorded in this batch that you know, like Dan Povenmire has shown his writers' room because they're working on all animated shows as a different union. So it is. We, yeah, we, we spent a couple weeks making sure that this wasn't struck projects and things. But speaking of cosplay, you said you do cosplay. What what more about you can you tell us since i missed that I line do. <laughs> yeah, I like, oh yeah i guess i should mention that why do i matter so i've been doing cosplay for oh goodness 15 plus years now i guess wow. it's been a hot second i've been doing stuff from oh dozens of shows i'm trying to think what what is impressive about me wonder woman is always a favorite my husband's a prop maker and he's made me a set of chrome armor which is gorgeous your venture brothers yeah venture brothers is some of my bread and butter doing dr mrs the monarch been trying to do the voice ever since and really good (laughs) i've been working on it i don't i I wasn't ready to do it today but not too bad what you Um, guys can't see is she just has a giant cigar next to her that she just sucked down to just ruin her vocal cords my favorite quote from this been smoking since Marky Mark had a funky bunch. <laughs> so I do that one. Tron, I love electronics, anything that lights up. I have a lot of costumes that incorporate special effects. And I like sewing things that are impossible to sew. I think it's pretty fun to make shapes that shouldn't exist in real life and try to make it happen. Well, now I'm going to take a sip of water. Go for it. As, as she destroys her vocal As I destroy my voice doing Dr. Mrs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do Harley Quinn. What else do I do? I don't know. Dozens of costumes. Oh, yeah, you did Harley last year. Yeah, I do a couple yeah. different Harleys. I don't know. What do I do? I'm going to Dragon Con soon. You think I would know what my costumes are in my head? No. No. Dra- you don't have to plan for Dragon Con. You figured that out the week before, right? The, you know what? I actually just, flash memory just popped in my head. My first costume was Shadow Cat from X Men Evolution. Oh, no. Nice. There we go. Oh, my God, printer. Why? Why? <laughs> uh. My printer just got real excited about that memory that just popped in my head. Yo, do you, Why so are you I, printing? Complete tangent. I have a, I have like an HP printer that has all this weird like, like twenty twenty three technology too. You you have to buy a subscription for the the ink refills. And, yeah. Okay. If you even if your ink cartridge, this is HP, so shout out to HP. If you <laughs> have ink cartridge and it still has ink on it, if you haven't paid that month subscription, they will deactivate that ink cartridge. Oh, that's insane. And and then same thing. Sometimes it'll just randomly print something, which yeah. is an extra <laughs> fuck you because it'll tell me like low on black ink and then print a full page of black text telling me something. Yeah, mine I think is mad at some software I have installed on my computer. So I think it's mad at this tax software called Lacert, mm. and it's having a conversation with it that it shouldn't be having. Perfect. So I don't know what it's doing. Anyway, so now X-Men. the printer has been yeah. murdered. X Men. So yeah, my. First costume I ever attempted to make, it went horribly, was Shadow Cat 
from X-Men Evolution back in like freshman year of high school, I want to say. Oh, wow. I did not know how to sew stretch fabrics at that time. Neither did anyone I knew. (laughs) So that didn't go great. Then my mom somehow found one friend who knew how to make me the little blue V. So I could have the little blue V. I didn't have the collar, couldn't quite handle that, but I had a black bodysuit. I had a blue body thong V. (laughs) And... I don't remember what shoes I wore. I must have found some gloves, hair in a ponytail, doing that dance in the band room with my friend who dressed up as Rogue. Very nice. We were amazing. Those weirdos. There's two crappy photos of that from like, you know, those disposable cameras. Mm-hmm. So there's two photos in existence of me in that costume. I still have it. Oh, and I think I made my X-Men belt out of like styrofoam with felt around it that I drew on with Sharpie. That's hilarious. Can you make sure to send those for for us so we can not use it for the thumbnail? Find it. I should try to find they're very blurry. And you can see me just like whipping my hair as if I'm in that scene. It's all right. We got like three weeks between now and when we actually need to make the thumbnail. So you have time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I have it somewhere. You know, but, disposable cameras are coming back and also very expensive. Yeah, isn't that wild? Like, like it's I think pain they have to ten, get them developed. They're like five or ten dollars for the disposable camera, and it's like, remember when these things used to be like three dollars or something? Like, you had them all the time. You're literally supposed to throw them away. It's called yeah. inflation, Rod. <laughs> right. I, I think it's more of like a nostalgia tax, or not mm-hmm. like because it's not even for us. It's for like the Gen Z kids who're like, this is vintage. Yeah, who never experienced it? Who never right, had to bring you, it to their prom? <laughs> oh, like at five below, you can buy rolls of thirty-five millimeter film, but they're like five dollars a roll for like some generic brand, and it's like, do you even know how to use? This, uh, now, yeah, right? I'm a boomer. Anyway, you are definitely <laughs> booming right now. Look, maybe let's get into the show yeah. and, and, yeah. and we'll go through more so, trauma soon. Cyclops is waiting for me is our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single X Men animated episode we can find, along with some bonus episodes. Our first series started with the original X Men 99. Oh, See, you did it too. Yeah. Don't our first judge series me. Started with the original 1992 X Men the animated series, building up to the release of X Men 97, which we thought was coming to Disney Plus in 2023, but now it's guess when? I don't know. TBD. Uh, since, yeah. Since it's not here yet, we'll need to find some other shows to cover. Some quick reminders: We're a recap show about a series that started over 20 years ago. There will be spoilers, and if you don't want to spoil it for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, come back. We are definitely not currently sponsored or affiliated with Marvel, Marvel Animation, Disney, or Disney Plus. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, X, and Facebook. That still doesn't seem right. To I haven't gotten banned <laughs> off of, th- of X yet, so we're yeah. still there. But also. X doesn't call XX. Like, they still say tweets and Twitter. Yeah, and Facebook. Or not. I don't know the whole thing. Yeah, or not. And Facebook. (laughs) And, of course, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast services. Now, on to the show. It only took us 15 minutes to get here. Today, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 8, titled Spike Cam. Aired on February 10th of 2000. Currently sits at a 6.6 star rating on IMDb. Wait, so this is out of order too? Because the last episode was in 2001. Oh, then I fucked up. Oh, okay. Chaos. I was like, I, I didn't That was I didn't 2001. Know. I, adjust, oh, was I adjusted the posting date, but not the year of it. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. I was like, oh, did they do something like 92? We're like, nope. Okay. Yeah, I was going to be <laughs> impressed. Like, oh, it's 2000. That, wow, I really did watch it later. Because <laughs> that would have actually been before the show started airing. So that's just <laughs> okay. pointing out that, that JC so fucked up on the sense. script. Like, I know I watched it on DVDs until I like caught up, but like, feel like it wasn't that far off <laughs> it was not nope nope thanks rod <laughs> sorry maybe, yeah maybe maybe proof check shit in in the future so it's not just me oh yeah, uh, do it live so you credit it took me like seven times seeing the title of this episode before realizing the pun there's spike cam links to spike cam 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like a couple okay. things that are funny and Easter eggy about this episode, and that yeah. can go on the list as well. So getting into the actual episode starts off with Sabretooth, who we haven't seen in a few episodes, who arrives at the BSNP, which I'm assuming is Bayville SNP, which I realized at 40 years old, I don't actually know what SNP stands for. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't do either, yeah. Some sort now, of school, science in school. I think it's something in power, but I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know. But he climbs a water tower. Yeah. (laughs) And then it jumps over to the school. And we see that Spike is not the student that somebody like Scott or Gene is because he gets a D on his Star Wars program paper. Which, to his credit, it was a horribly titled assignment from the teacher, right? Yeah, I didn't know we had like a Star Wars department of nasa at that time (laughs) so watching it back now i'm like wait i thought that was a a current joke thing and even no that's space force oh see this is why i'm so confused no the star wars spike the star wars program was from reagan oh Oh, that that was actually a thing that was reagan's shit okay that's wait yeah goodness the movie star guy comes up with the names as a president that makes sense Wow. Okay. okay, I didn't know that. That now was a real thing. I thought, I thought that was a mess up by the animator. Or the- no, no, they were they were more accurate. Than wow. <laughs> we're just uneducated swine, it seems. That's right. I went to school in Indiana, so not the greatest education. <laughs> but yeah, so the teacher points out that he was not talking about the movie, and Evan gives the "but I like movies," and I don't <laughs> think if you're in a history class, that excuse is going to fly. Yeah. You know what? A supportive teacher though, who's like, "Hey." You clearly need to be taught differently. I'm going to help you out and have you like follow your passions and be educated. Yeah. What a beautiful educator. Right. And he kind of looked like Stanley. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I could see that. He's definitely a better teacher than the previous episode. So, Kit, I know you just rewatched it for, for us today, but the previous episode was a teacher who takes the kids spelunking by driving on a bus through a mountain. Oh my God, that's right. And like, they all almost die. Yeah. yeah. And then is just like, oh cool, I'm gonna give you a little lecture and lose half of the class in the middle of the lecture because there's only six of them on the trip. (laughs) Yeah, I love it's like, all right, we all crash, we're all gonna die. Ah, Let's just go in this cave and do it anyway. And I'm not gonna take a head count ever again. (laughs) (laughs) He literally lost half the group. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't seem to even try to catch up with them or find them either. No, no effort. Nope. Ah, this so, show, it really just moves the plot along. Yeah, <laughs> This caring teacher is just leaps and bounds ahead of last episode's like, teacher. Go vlog. I don't know if that is yet, but go do that. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and I, I I, was like, oh yeah, this is, he's recording. At the time, it would have been MTV True Life was the closest equivalent. That's I true, suppose yeah. so. Like and can we also just appreciate that Spike has his shirt tucked into his underwear and it's really clear to see in like all the episode but i just feel like this is the one that makes me laugh the most about it because he stands up out of his desk and you're like you and kurt man good luck their shirts are always tucked into their boxers now we're gonna not not be able to notice that for the rest of the series rod favorite piece of trivia about evo everyone tucks their shirts into their underwear that's hilarious (laughs) yeah and their pants like hang down lower so it's like really obvious yeah i mean kurt's are definitely like sagging and falling off of him but spike's the same i do kind of miss the era of like i know this is y2k but still this to me this is still like the remnants of the 90s where like baggy was in you know you go to goodwill and buy like a year's wardrobe for like 
ten dollars and it's mostly like army surplus and baggy at least guys could i can't speak for women but our clothes were really tiny we got low-rise everything hopes and prayers our butt cracks stayed in when we sat and spaghetti strap no bra Good luck, ladies. Yeah, or the clear plastic strap. Yes, they yes. Were those like sweaty underneath. Were really comfortable. <laughs> really comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes we got a tiny hoodie, like a tiny pink hoodie. <laughs> but we'd have to wear those track pants that said like juicy on the back. So when you're 12, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. That's like really, really great. Everyone. Love I just remember us. at that time, it was when Lita was with the Hardy Boys and she had the same like, you know, cargo pants that were super baggy and falling off of her. But because it was WWF, then it was like the height of the Attitude Era. Her thong was also like just hiked up to uh, under yes, her chest, basically, at that point, too. I was going to say the whale tail, yeah. I th- yeah. I've seen that the whale tail's coming back with some of the Gen Z kids. It's true. Yeah, I'm glad I was a Hot Topic kid. I got basically Janko Jeans' younger sibling is what I got for pants. <laughs> Still, low is all get out. Like, yeah. hopes and prayers for your butt crack. But at least they weren't like tight and tiny. <laughs> and I wore an oversized hoodie because, you know, I was, I was that kid. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, yeah, the teacher basically describes the importance of what we would later know as vlogging, of filming important events and, and what that's going to mean to the people in Evan's life. And he says, you have until the end of the week, which tells me that this was just record shit in order and good luck trying to find how to edit anything. Yeah, it's all because, in cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're editing this in order and you're just like, and cut. It was like doing a mixtape back in the day where you're just yeah. like, and the song is here because the radio DJ starts in one second from now. And you have to re- re-record over it. Although we'll yeah. see later. He got a hold of some sort of editing something. <laughs> I call bullshit on that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe know, Bayview had a nice editing lab there. Very advanced, right. well-funded by Xavier. I mean, we have freaking Cerebro. I'm sure he can handle some yeah. Avid. I do remember <laughs> my dad's old camcorder. You could put text on screen, but it was one, you know, that Ooh. digital font. Yes, you, the only you, font. Yeah, and it took you 20 years to figure out how to do it, and it only went in one place. So it <laughs> nice. better be somewhere you wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so Evan decides to just start filming immediately, takes kind of like a big view of the town out the window, and then proceeds to have the best zoom I have seen on any camera <laughs> right. in history. Not just for the 90s or 2000, literally the best zoom ever. That's like spy cam shit. It literally spy cam. See across the city. Past trees and houses. Perfect view of the Institute. And then zoom. it zooms in even further <laughs> yeah. on Wolverine pulling his helmet off at the gate. Which in that time, even somebody that's like standing 10 feet across from you, zooming in that zooming in at all would have made Logan's head like one black dot. Yeah, that was the era of Megapixel. <laughs> yeah, they, they had some advanced tech at that school. <laughs> Seriously. At the window, all of a sudden you see a blue hand grab Evan, which we all know is Nightcrawler. And Evan doesn't take it too well and just immediately spikes out. Yeah, dude's hairpin trigger there. Well, he yeah. even said, I like he has the term for He's like, you almost got toothpicked. Yes. That's a great term. I, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> You're going to get toothpicked. <laughs> so Nightcrawler. It's a dude. Nightcrawler is saying that his image inducer is on the fritz, which I I think this just goes along with the rule that we established in X-Men 92, where people just don't look up. Because I feel like if somebody's (laughs) standing in front of the school, they're going to notice the blue person hanging into the window. Especially if you're fritzing in and out. Yeah, they're literally glitching. 
And then Evan gives the solution. It's like, oh, no, it's fine. Go back and skip class. I'll just record class for you. I also appreciate that it's shop class. That's a little bit hands-on. I just feel like yeah. of all classes to record shop class seems a little hard. But then again, we're maybe this is our DIY. We're starting not just vlogging, but DIY build yep. videos. I don't know. It, it was a choice. <laughs> it was. Also, yep. congrats to them on having shop class. Those are gone. Those yeah. days are gone. Oh, they don't I have didn't, anymore? I didn't even have one. I don't think one. so. I didn't have one. I know. I, to, the, to I forget his name, the teacher of that class. He, he, our shop class was actually kind of like useful because he taught us about investing. So oh. he actually had, our teacher actually had us go out and sell stock on our project to our friends and family for a dollar to raise <laughs> funds fun. to buy the wood to make our product. My group was doing like a placard for like a door and like a welcome sign. Then our class would make them. Then we would go sell these in the community and like multiply the profits and then pay back our original investors like $2 on the Dang. dollar. And that was my first introduction on investing in someone's project. You guys had yeah. the highest dividends yeah, no. ever. Like that's not how <laughs> yeah, actual right. stock works, well, sir. But yeah, also, also like we didn't really have that cost because somehow my school got a hold of like an insane surplus of Nordy track boards. Remember those? Yeah. Like the board, like the things you step on. And so we, our teacher would just have us plane them off so they'd be wood again and glue them together and make four, two by fours. And then we would make our projects out of that. Huh. But anyway, the whole idea was that like we would get money from people. High school to go trauma. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this sounds really great. Welcome to our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want to point out when we did X-Men 92, basically none of this shit would ever come up in any yeah. way, shape or no, form I like this. I couldn't imagine it would have on that while talking about that show. <laughs> But then Sabretooth sees Nightcrawler through the binoculars and we cut to the intro. We've talked about this one on past episodes, Kit. What are your thoughts on the intro? Because obviously it was following one of the most iconic intros mm -hmm. with X-Men 92. What are your feelings on Evolution's intro? Rewatching it, it's like, oh yeah, I loved this. Was I sure? I don't know. <laughs> I could skip it. And I'm not normally an intro skipper. I will always watch the intro and the outro. And this one, I'm like, oh, no, I think I'd rather just get to the show. But I can see what they're trying to do. The music is evocative of, they were definitely trying to coast on the coattails of the original animated series there. But yeah, it's a little synthesized. It's a little bleh. It was yeah. exciting, but not memorable. Like there wasn't something you could remember from it to the- Yeah, definitely like not. Where at, on these, there are two episodes we watched today. I realized that when the battle scene happens, they actually use the theme song in they the do. battles. They do. But- you don't really recognize it yeah. unless you're listening for it. Yeah, I, I've i been listening to the musical cues in it more because I'm having these memories of like songs that I used to really like that they used in the show. So I'm like trying to listen for those songs that haven't come up yet. So I'm like, okay, it must be like season two or three. But yeah, I have heard the, the reuse, the recash of mm -hmm. their main melody there. Also, so, I don't know if this is the case with this show, but if you remember, if I didn't know the show actually used real songs in it. If they used real music in it, it may not appear in the DVD or the Disney Plus version because they may not have licensed it. That's so they, true. They may replace it with some stock music that is similar. So far, nothing's been off to me because it was nothing mm. that you would have heard on the radio to okay. my memory, but there's just songs I'm like, I remember it from that show and I oh. thought it was nifty. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I was that kid. <laughs> The kid who said nifty. Yeah. Coming out of that, Evan is very creepily already starting to record people without getting consent. And he's recording Kitty and Rogue, who are getting into an argument about Rogue taking Kitty's novel. 
They didn't say book. They specifically said novel. Yeah. So. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Is this supposed to be like her class book?" And then, nope, it's just it a book. Matter. You know, the show really doesn't try too hard to make conflict arise or to move the plot <laughs> along. It's like, well, we need them fighting. Yep. I don't know, fight over a, a novel because Kitty's smart and reads novels. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and John have talked about this before, but like, I'm not in love with this kitty yet, at least the way she behaves. Maybe oh, she's super annoying at the start. And so there's a point where in this art, in this argument, Rogue was like, I'm going to be ill. And I'm like, I'm with Rogue on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kitty starts out pretty one note, pretty annoying. But she is my favorite character by the end of it. I don't know if they're going to come around to it because I was a high school aged teenage girl. So, you know. Maybe a little more resonation. But again, I was also the Hot Topic girl, so I don't know what landed. Yeah. I don't know how this happened. Well, I kind of know right how this she's, happened. She's a little bit more valley than yeah. I would <laughs> care It for chills right now. out a bit more as this. It's like, spoilers. Fucking spoilers. It's been like 20 years. Once her involvement with the Brotherhood gets going more, I think she gets a lot more interesting. Once her and Lance's relationships start to develop more, it adds so much more weight to her character. So she's mm-hmm. not just this valley girl preppy little uh, annoying she actually gets cool right I think you're not the only one that said that another mutual friend of ours actually the wedding i was just at he said that kitty was his first crush favorite character so yeah like, okay i'm gonna have to give this time because the person i'm talking about is a very intelligent person yeah yeah right to, now this is not checking out <laughs> you have to give her some time because she is super one note like whatever right now and that's it yeah and, and it. this this friend literally does like documentary style videos about <laughs> comic books and comic book world stuff. So he's yeah. not like he's a casual, like he yeah. absolutely knows every version of this fucking character. So yeah, yeah. yeah. he will come around. Oh, yeah. I'll give it, I'll give her a chance. So at that point, as they're arguing, you, you also start seeing a bunch of posters up for Dracula, the musical, which Is that real too. Rod, I came to ask you that because oh, okay. you are the fucking music guy. I don't remember that being a thing. If it was, that was a deep cut. Let me. I right. think it was a joke about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. So, according to... Did you ask uh, Steve? Does he know? The Evolution Wiki, that it was apparently one of those... It was called Dracula the Rock Opera, uh-huh. which was one of those, like, plays or whatever that your school could license. Ah. I didn't do any follow-up research other than sure. the blaming the Evolution Wiki. But yeah, that was that was apparently a thing, even though the character who we're about to meet that Kitty bumps into and gets fucking obnoxious about yes. was supposedly the one who wrote it in the show or something like that. I don't. This guy's know. like a one hit wonder, too. I don't remember this character ever showing up again. He's he here, doesn't he's the star of the show. And then bye, babe. Yeah, he's like the the five second love interest. Yeah, the five second love interest. Again, so, the show's like, what do we need for a plot? Ah. So I just Googled. Dracula the musical. I'm sure there's one. There's one that started in 2001 in San Diego. Uh, how about how about Dracula the Rock Opera? opera since you're googling, also, but also the musical one, it's still going. It's it was last production of it was in 2022 in Munich. Huh. Okay, okay hang on. See, see, I thought this was all just a bunch of Buffy references because we have Spike, who's you know one of the vampires in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We have yeah. Dracula, obviously oh, vampires. No. That, Buffy. That was my first thought. Like, is it was because I, of the Buffy reference? Yeah. Uh, that's just where every oh. dot connected for me. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, so Dracula the Rock Opera is a reference in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I forgot about that. Oh. Was that a well, that came there? later. And that definitely whole, came later. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole 
Tumblr feed, which I'm afraid to click into. Ooh, don't nice. ever click onto Tumblr <laughs> unless you have surf stage on. on the Tumblr. <laughs> click it. Click it. Oh, uh, what does it say? I, I love the know. look of disgust from your cat's no, face just, in the background. I'm <laughs> talking about you. <laughs> I can't tell what. I don't know what's happening here. Okay, you guys, if you're brave enough at home, go Google that. There's a lot of stuff happening online with that. So I guess for this, if it was a real thing, I have a feeling that the writers didn't know it was a real thing. Right? Is that what we're kind of coming to conclusion of? It's like I, I think we have to determine with some research after the fact, and we'll throw it on the Instagram okay, because go. we always need to remember to say throw it on the Instagram because then I'll look it up three days after the episode <laughs> comes out and post it. But yeah, so we meet Jason, who's the 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 random love interest for five minutes, and he's like, "Oh yeah, are you going to audition?" And Kitty just goes like, just awkward. Oh, like, just, totally. <laughs> blush, thank you. blush. Yep, and then Rogue immediately starts gagging from it. Rogue's makeup was also perfect in this scene. Like, that blue lipstick, hot damn girl. <laughs> she gets a nice close-up. Her makeup's looking good. We see the drama kicks off between them as Evan is still recording, and Kitty kind of gives the, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to, and you're not going to audition for it. And Rogue just goes instant, the fuck you mean? It's Dracula. I was literally made for this. Yeah. Have also, you looked at me? <laughs> and also, the book she was reading a few episodes ago, she was literally just casually reading Dracula outside yeah. of Forge's lab. Yeah, Is that like, the novel in question? Very, oh, maybe. Burr, burr, burr. You know, it's, it's Dracula in his theater. It's the two things that make up my personality. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's, she's known for being out there and in front of people. <laughs> so they spot Spike, who is spying on them, and then immediately like get pissed at him and then forget about it instantly because he keeps recording as they walk away, like, you know, paparazzi-style camera right up in Rogue's face. And he's like, character conflict. And I'm like, oh, you really learned vlogging way too soon, sir. Right. <laughs> Came naturally. Cuts over, we see Sabretooth is on the school roof, and Evan decides he's going to skateboard while recording, and it was one of the most Very 90 safe. scenes possible. Oh, also, yeah. It was, also, it was a selfie thing, which I feel like was pretty, like, progressive thing. The spikes I view. I don't remember doing that whole lot, because I remember having one of those mini DV cams, but turning it around for that long of a period of time seems like a very, like, 2010s, you know, like, vlogging thing. Like That was, like, a decade later. So it's kids yeah, progressive. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how, how, how many shows have we seen with X-Men where they are progressive with the one exception being the entire mutant registration is on one single hard drive in episode one of X-Men 92. <laughs> and then in Spider-Man, it was like on one CD. Yeah, it was one CD that had all of it. Just one floppy disk. One whole floppy disk. Wasn't that uh, something in like Transformers? <laughs> like somebody was on a floppy oh, disk? Guaranteed, yeah. Yeah. Thumb drive, something. No, they definitely didn't no, say no, thumb drive. Floppy and... disk. I feel like like they downloaded somebody from Transformers onto a floppy disk and it like cracked in half and it's like, no, Megatron's I'm, dead. I'm I did not enough. watch Transformers, so obviously I do not know. Oh, but I feel like, like the there's a floppy disk thing. Yeah, that yeah like happened. G1 shit. Probably because I'm I'm old enough to remember when data was stored on cassette tapes, like audio cassette tapes. I literally have a stack of Soundwave action figures behind me, yeah, which were all cassette yeah. tape based. So noise. Anyway, so, X Men. Yeah. Evan almost runs over a cat. Oh, so sad. I wrote it as Evan almost murders cat because I was going to be on the podcast with both of you. Yeah. And then Sabretooth jumps in and only steals the camcorder, which seems like the most unsabertooth moment to me. Where it's yeah. like, he's going to be sneaky, Sabretooth. And I'm like, no, Sabretooth would like 
grab the camcorder and then rip Evan's like head off his body. I feel like. I love that he's like, no, I'm just going to review the footage. I'm not going to, like, <laughs> try to intimidate this child into telling me things. I'm just going to, like, casually review the footage. And then later in the episode, you know, he you see Wolverine being, like, watching the footage. And Sabretooth's like, I'm going to record myself <laughs> talking yeah, to Wolverine. Does he's totally style going too. to watch this. <laughs> it's like Every, Everyone's a vlogger. Yeah, he just took the time to do a casual little thing for Wolverine. And Wolverine, for some reason, goes, yeah, I'm going to just watch this yeah. footage just perfectly not just centered it. too like he actually nailed the shot on himself he did yeah. it's like, like did he do multiple I, takes why did <laughs> why was spike down so long jeez he, he did <laughs> run into garbage pails yeah <laughs> wow like, hey saber to today my guest casey nice that's gonna show me how to use the bike lanes in new york yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so saber grabs it he reviews the footage sees wolverine entering the institute and that was kind of an interesting moment for me because I didn't realize that somehow Wolverine had gotten so good at avoiding Sabretooth that he actually didn't even know about the Institute at that point. Yeah. Which just continues my personal lore and headcanon of this Sabretooth and Logan is they have like kind of this torrid love affair. Uh-huh, yes. I don't know if you saw, if you go back and look at our socials, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, but that scene where they smell each other as they're driving down the road. If you just replace the music, it's so romantic. So, Rod, you need to replace it with a new song, and every time you mention it, you have to switch it to a new song from that era. Because right yeah. now is no more. Right now is no more. I love yous from Annie Lennox. I think that's really because like. Oh yeah, there's gonna be some good Y2K slow jams you can throw in, and uh, yeah. just keep taking it through the decades. But it's like, what what other context with two grown men who are miles apart from each other, smelling each other, seeking each other out? Like, how's that not romantic? It's a little feral. Yeah. yeah. The feral love. Yeah. So Evan comes back out. The camera's just kind of sitting there chilling. And he doesn't think that this is weird or a big deal in any way, shape, or form. Because you know, he's he a... probably thought that cat came back for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, anything's possible. We just saw Mystique turn into a wolf and a hawk. So, And then we just get a random cameo from Toad, which had no payoff later in the episode. That's, That's right. True. It's true. He's just like, hey, I want to be on the show. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm extreme. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Like, okay, thanks, That's Toad. all it was. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We put that together. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was no reason other than maybe it's like a throwaway of Toad was the one who knocked off the camp, but then he doesn't address it's it. Sure, so. like maybe that's true. Yep. It is, it? did we need to fill time? Like, yeah, I don't know. Actor, it was so random. Or that voice actor had like a minimum amount of episodes in his contract and they're like, we need one more. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he was probably just in doing some other voices and then just came in to do a little bit of Toad. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, I heard about your movie, and then he just does a bunch of flips. Which, like, how? How did you hear about the movie? Kitty and Rogue bitching about it? What's going on? There's like three people, four if you include the teacher who know about this movie. Five Although, if you include Sabretooth. Five if you include Sabretooth. <laughs> Although what is a little bit of believability in this is arguably vlogging could maybe be traced back to skaters because they're probably the first people to like film themselves, right? Like, I mean, probably. that's the origin of Jackass, right? It was all the yeah. CKY2K kids, so. Yeah, so if having like toad who's basically like a parkour kid before parkour was a big thing. it's true like, huh, this yeah. would be his yeah. jam and then to add to your creepy moments of saber tooth he licks his teeth as he sees evan leaving with the camera i don't know what that was for Yum. uh That's he also... was horny for wolverine 
Okay, yeah, because <laughs> it, it just read weirder because Evan is a high school student. Sabretooth is like a grown ass man who is maybe a hundred years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> weird. It's weird. And then it, that's the cut to commercial. That's the best part. Yeah, that is the commercial break one. Yeah. <laughs> like, Evan, you're in danger. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> hey, then kids, we who cut- wants your Wheaties? Oh, Saturday morning commercials yeah. were the best. Some weird, weird toy, probably some super soaker. We <laughs> come back from commercial and it's the next day. Evan wakes up to his alarm going off. And I hate that noise because it's so embedded in my brain of yeah. noises that I hate. Even though I haven't had an alarm that sounds like that in easily a decade since I yeah. since I got an iPhone, I, I've never heard that alarm, but I still hate it. And then he wakes up and stretches and then just immediately spikes across the room twice. Yeah, that's yeah. not a metaphor for anything, boys. Ah! That's not a metaphor. <laughs> no, that, that, that never happened when I was a teenager. Look, it only broke the mirror once, okay? <laughs> no control over what comes out of his body in the morning. <laughs> nope. So he breaks the mirror, he breaks the light, and then Storm... Okay, Storm on this show has no boundaries. She's walked into his locker room when we had the Quicksilver (laughs) episode, and then just knock, knock, enter without waiting to hear, oh yeah, come in, I'm not naked, or... She's not from America. She might have different, you know, different cultural standards. Let us not judge. Maybe... it's co-ed lockers. I kind of chalk that up to being like the cool auntie. Um, yeah, she is the cool auntie, though. So she like, is the cool aunties in like immigrant families. They're like the like the supermodels, you know. Like the, they're just like they just belong everywhere and, and take up space and stuff. So I feel like that's her role in this. She's like she's the auntie. I can literally control whether. Yeah. Well, and, and we also know Actual he goddess. considers her the cool auntie because later on he refers to her as Aunt Roro. Like he doesn't yeah. actually call her Aurora or. Storm or anything like yeah. she gets the cool aunt nickname. So yeah. so she sees the camera and <laughs> what was it? The Evan Daniels perspective is what he refers to it as. And she's like, yeah, but maybe let's not stick to the spike eye view of it. And she's like, we need to check the film first because definitely. she definitely knows he's recording shit. He should not be. Yeah, in it's like he's super mansion. trustworthy Yeah, in a secret mansion of super people are trying to like stay hidden. Yeah. Cameras <laughs> are definitely good. Here's here's a footage of the danger room. Then we get the thing that I don't think would be animated today. Jean is is in her bathroom holding a sweater up as she's wearing just a t-shirt and he's like filming through the crack in the door and it's I like know. Yeah, it's like these moment. Yeah, it was very I know, much it feels that very like of an era gone by. This is such a classic you would expect this scene from shows of that time and earlier. Yeah, but definitely not later. Well, but yeah, it, does it feel was like that it was American Pie. Yeah, yeah. In this show in a previous episode, Nightcrawler asks Forge, "Is like, can I go into the girls' locker room when they're in the middle verse?" And he's like, "No, it ends right before the thing." Like, oh no, yeah, that's right. They that do have that. Point. It's like there's a thing to put in there. He, he was he was stuck in an alternate universe, and that was his first. Yeah, time. he's a teenager. That's true. That that accurate. But like they put it in a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gene gives the rightful reaction of. <laughs> telekinesising the door closed and throwing Evan against the back wall. Jumps over. We see Wolverine is setting up a battle training simulator. And at first, I think he's setting it for himself, but then it's revealed that he's also doing this next to Scott. And I couldn't tell if it was like a teamwork simulator at first or if they were competing with each other on it. But essentially, they, they have a big sidewalk that leads up to the Institute that just tries to murder you. (laughs) <laughs> it sounded like surprise Scott, though, because I do remember that being like, okay, cool, Wolverine training, being a baddest, and surprise, Scott's here, too. Okay, I, yeah. I guess he's a goody-goody who likes to 
work hard and train and stuff, which they do kind of establish. He's, he's always like, hey, guys, let's do a morning training session. Let's keep going. Yeah. yeah. He wants the homework that murders you. Yes, <sighs> he does. And then I, I wrote down explosive dodgeball. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. this is not the danger room. This is like real. Yeah, this real, is their lawn. Real danger room. Yeah. 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 It's real danger room because he has to like <laughs> save Spike's ass later from like yeah. being murdered by the lawn. <laughs> yeah, Evan comes in and he's just recording and has no situational awareness whatsoever. He sees Scott getting bullied and he refers to this as reality TV, which at the time, they're, yeah, like, yeah. that was still early reality TV. So yeah. it wasn't actually like as trite as all programming on television is right now. But also, I think this is the exact kind of footage that Storm said that they should not include. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. like, like you're the people in the home with you, including a grown adult, like being killed by like flying landmines and stuff. <laughs> I mean, as established, he's not great at following directions, <laughs> Mr. Star War. But can you imagine being that teacher, seeing mm-hmm. the footage later and be like, I have to report this to the police. Yeah, right. I, I need to call <laughs> Child Protective Services. I don't know. I feel like the FBI. Like, or there's some levels. Or you're going to be like, this kid needs to go to Hollywood right yeah, now. Right. And he's going to be our VFX guy to do yeah. the next Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And apparently all of his friends are the greatest stuntmen in the, the <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah, and at that point, Wolverine sees these saw blades, which are just straight up buzz saw blades. Yeah. Yeah. Going towards Evan. And I was like, are they going to let him like take the saw blade and like show the healing power? And we didn't get that, unfortunately. Yeah. But because Wolverine in the comics would have just taken the hit. He wouldn't have deflected yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Have we seen blood on this show yet? I don't we think have they not. show blood on this one. I don't think Wolverine has even stabbed anything yet. Yeah. He stabs an apple in a later episode. It's a whole gag that I quite enjoy. In the first episode, he cuts through the top of a glass water bottle in he a convenience does. store. Yes. I think even the Lee Waltz for the 92 series said it was a lot for them to get one bloody stomach scene from Magneto early on, and they were yeah. never able to do it again. Yep. Yeah. It was, I don't... That was like the censors like, thing. Like, you get this once, and then yeah. never again. If we didn't get the slash from Sabretooth across Wolverine's stomach, though, we wouldn't have gotten the namesake line of our show, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no uh, So Wolverine sees the camera, looks at it, and is like, I'm going to go through this shit right now. And he immediately erases this footage that he just recorded. And then he's like, I'm just going to look through the rest of it because you're an idiot kid and I don't trust yeah. you. And opens it and then sees Sabretooth's selfie. His perfectly framed well-lit, great audio selfie. Hey guys, this is Sabretooth. Today I'm going to go try to murder Wolverine. Hope he sees this, because I assume he's going to monitor this child's camera, because (laughs) I'm intuitive like that. I do have to say... Get ready with me on the way to Xavier's Mansion. You're right. (laughs) I do have to say, and this is not a critique on the voice actor, because they they did what they were probably assigned to do. This is the voice that throws me off the most compared to any of the characters, because it didn't seem like a feral Sabretooth, mm-hmm. which we got such an amazing version of in 1992. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's all toned down. This whole show, I think, especially for the first season, is very mild. Yeah. It's, you know, we're introducing characters in no great depth. We haven't done anything with them. I think they're, like, still seeing, who's going to land? Right. Who are we going to keep? So there wasn't... I didn't get the impression there was a lot of thought put into those sorts of details. Like even Kitty's voice will change as as the seasons go on. And she's she's still a valley girl, but she's not like (laughs) 
the annoying high-pitched valley girl. The <laughs> one that Rogue makes fun of? Yeah, yeah the one that yeah. Rogue makes fun of. I can just imagine, that's the time period, too, like, what people, like, physically write into studios and stuff. I can just imagine, yeah, right. exactly, just like, please change that woman's voice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Though it is fun later when we have Rogue, when she touches Sabretooth, her voice changes oh, yeah. to a more... Or that feral version of like that was yeah. rogue. So oh, shoot, I just shaved my legs. <laughs> you know, it's very funny how she did. I can't do it. I can't do voices today, but that was funny to me. I mean, you nailed the first voice with yeah. the yeah. Now there's no Dr. going Girlfriend. back. Once yeah. I'm in that register, yeah. we're all over. At that point, the alarm goes off and Sabretooth showcasing the strength that we've we've seen before, because he has thrown cars through garage floors before, and he just rips open the gate and all the defenses go off. But he was very courteous, though. He let everybody get a good night's sleep yeah. before coming to the mansion. That's true. He did, didn't <laughs> he, wait, he? He waited a full night. Wanted to make a splashy entrance. <laughs> Instead of doing a sneak attack at night. Then Xavier just kind of sits there and watches in, like, a little control room. Yeah. He's off on a little huh. Shit's hit the fan. Better stay in here. Yep. <laughs> it's safer here. Yeah, right. Yeah, Wolverine's got this one. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then Sabretooth gets up close and is is approaching the team that's outside wolverine is talking to xavier mentally and he literally just throws evan under the bus and is like yeah somebody yeah. let him know where we were xavier's like i can't see that but i'm going to assume you're pointing at the kid with the camcorder yeah right that i've totally <laughs> been told about by aurora and it's all fine yep <laughs> jumps over to the front door and then we get rogue's x-men uniform reveal is the first time we see it in oh, yeah. in that oh, spot right there it? Oh, i didn't even realize that because I already knew what it looked like, so it wasn't special to me, you know? The last episode was when she just joined the X-Men. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah it was just her That's and her true. goth girl phase. So. That is true. And then everybody just unleashes on Sabretooth. <laughs> there, yeah, there's less of a fight, because I originally started writing down the X-Men and started a fight with him, but they actually more like just like repelling him. Yeah. They kind of push him out the window. Yeah, it's a team chucking of powers in a singular direction. Yeah, we get lightning zaps and wind from storm. Cyclops zaps him. Gene throws a stone bench at him, and it only kind of knocks him down. It doesn't even really knock him on his ass. And then every everybody just keeps unloading. He's like, fuck this, I'm out, and he runs off. Yeah, yeah he's like, I'll be back. Yeah. Wolverine tries to follow him. He gets to a stream, and as soon as he hits the water, apparently the whole love interest dies away, Rob. Right. Well, the pheromones get down. You about to say, yeah, the river. scent, right, gets washed away. <laughs> he's out of the spell. He's like, someday I'll find you, and we'll have our life together. Yeah. Back at the Institute, Xavier thinks that the defenses are going to deter Sabretooth from coming back. I don't know if I necessarily believe that theory, but we're going to go with it for Chuck. He's very easygoing, that guy. Yeah. He's, just, he's casual. He's not worried. And Wolverine says, well, he's going to tr- want to try to get me out of here, so he's going to take a hostage. And at that point, we see that Evan was by the the door and overheard all of this. Wolverine ends up being like the smartest guy in this series, like in the X-Men team. He is like, actually. Yeah, he's he's quite the strategist, quite a level headed guy for the most part. Honestly, he's yeah. it's like in almost vacation mode for Wolverine. You're right. <laughs> like, you know, he's still got, you know, half an eye, but he's kind of on vacation. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and don't spoil this one for us, kid. I'm I'm genuinely curious if we are going to see a point where he does go into full berserker because we see mm. angry Sabretooth here or sorry, angry Wolverine here when he's like up close and personal with Sabretooth, but he hasn't lost it. Like we've, yeah. we've definitely seen, you know, Wolverine locks himself in a room with the Sentinels and just goes apeshit. 
this Wolverine has been more uh, calm and like even in the first episode where yeah. Toad like rushes by him and Xavier's like, no, nah, let him go. And he's like, okay. Like, that's I, not yeah. the Wolverine I'm used to. I'm used to the, oh, he's going to stab him through the, the face, you know? Like I said, season one, everyone's pretty mellow in their character. Everyone develops it quite nicely, in my opinion. Nice. So we'll see where you guys land on what you think of his development. Mm-hmm. But he plays a bigger role in a very nice way going forward. I mean, his role with Kitty has already started to show a little bit, you know, calling her half pint of this mentorship that he has with her. And that's really fun. And then there's more, you know, right. it's more. And, and I did share that with Rod when we were going through X-Men 92 of part of the Wolverine relationship that we saw with Jubilee. While that did also have some place in the comics, a lot of that was lifted from how he did interact with Kitty when she was introduced in the comics too. Yeah. So, so they're, they, lean heavily into that and i don't want to spoil how wolverine's character develops beyond that stabs xavier right in the face right oh that was the dream episode yeah oh yeah Yeah, it's actually season four better than the fairy tale episode there is no season four (laughs) yet (laughs) yet i will the show ends on a cliffhanger so it's like oh bring it back well, I mean, well, it's not like the world's worst cliffhanger, but it's like, oh, we could have had more. Well, now we know Spoilers. what people are going to campaign for when X-Men 97 wraps. Yeah, right. <laughs> so jump to the hallway. Kitty and Rogue are arguing over the soundtrack to to Dracula, Dracula. the Rock Opera. Which is something I think like Gen Z kids might not completely understand. I mean, I know they understand that it used to be CDs, but understand that that was the only option. So if you had one copy of the CD, it was early enough in the morning. You had yeah. to share something. So you get your disc being- out. <laughs> I remember being in like show choir and you learning parts or something. And if you only had one copy of a tape or a CD, like you had to split it physically. So frustrating. Yeah. And when, when you would use your headphones, normally most people didn't have headphones that you could like split off and each yeah. listen into one of them. You, you had like a more headset style. Yeah. So it wasn't convenient to like lean up against each other and, and share that. Not but that I know, think like Kitty really know. wanted to help Rogue either. No. So. Of course there, there's multiple boom boxes that we see in this show, including in the next, oh, two minutes. Yeah. We all just couldn't grab the boom box and go right. hang out outside. We had to I, just fight over it. Okay. I think at that point, Kitty was just being spiteful, if yeah, I'm being, being honest. kind of a jerk. Evan approaches them and is like, hey, I can help you out with this, but I need your help with something, too. Cut over, we see Sabretooth stalking through the trees. They go out on their moped with... What's it called when you hold on to the back of something on a skateboard? Is that sketching or some shit like that? Oh, I'm not cool enough There's, to know. I, don't know. I, I only know it because of Tony Hawk's pro skateboarder. Or ah, pro skater. That's not, a, nice. that's not a thing of me being cool with skate decks, <laughs> despite the fact that I now own, fuck, after Comic-Con, I think I'm up to 16 skate decks in my house just as artwork. Oh, you and fancy. I can't, I can't ride a skate deck to save yeah. my life, but I, I own... And Rod, we still have to open the X-Men one because you haven't been over to record. Thanks, Rod. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Great job. I, I also, like, I feel like it's an unbalanced barter, though, because, like, I'll help you with your musical if you're bait for a, yeah, a, right. a feral blood-sucking. <laughs> yeah, that, that maybe not as uh, equal of a trade, you know, but, hey, the competition's hot. Right. I mean, if, if you really want to, although I don't see how Kitty got anything out of it. Like, Rogue at least got dance moves out of it. Kitty it's got true. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty likes attention. <laughs> Kitty loves attention. Don't 
don't doubt Kitty's desire for attention. Maybe that's so, why I bonded with her. <laughs> mm. High school trauma. <laughs> I just had to circle that back. <laughs> yeah. Sabretooth is stalking. He's following them through the trees. Back in the Institute. I don't know why I call it an Institute here and not the mansion like I did in 92. Whatever. But Wolverine stops Cyclops from going out and getting a burger. And he's like, no, you have to stay behind because there's a murderous animal that's outside. Like, and oh, good point. Cyclops is like, oh, yeah. Evan, Rogue, and Kitty just all left. Yeah, yep. oh, about that. <laughs> so we cut to the scene where they're dancing in a random clearing in the woods, and yep. Rogue is awkwardly dancing, and I was like, oh, that's not the clip I've seen online before. I hadn't even watched the clip that you sent me yet, and I was like, was this what everybody was talking about, I guess? <laughs> the bad dancing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then Evan is like, well, why don't you just, like, give her a quick little tap and just steal the dancing part and they're like instantly like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah like did dude did this have a little air of like once again this is 90s y2k thinking like where like the teenage boy asks like two of his female friends to like just peck each other a little bit you know did it have a little bit of that energy it might have some of that energy thinking back on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) this whole spy cam episode though because he's got a camera he's like why don't you just touch her a little bit yeah just like get a little closer (laughs) but you know the buffy and faith scene that the dance is ripped from spike is actually like stalking them in the bronze if my memory serves i believe so i should have gone back and watched that episode so it is kind of prowly a little voyeuristic if we do take it in the full context of what was happening in buffy into evo i'm also trying to remember something was wrong with buffy in that episode like she was in like, like Faith was in her body and she was in Faith's or something. I thought it was the the whole bad girl mentality of it was just like them like shirking responsibility or something like that. And I don't remember if there was a magic reason by it, for it. I think it. there's a an additional reason to the bad girl vibes yeah. to it. But my brain won't tell me now. But I think there was like <laughs> one additional element that made Buffy be like, yeah, leather pants. Let's go. So it <laughs> makes it kind of funny if it's like the opposite situation where we have Rogue yeah. and Kitty where... Yeah. Rogue's like stealing it from Kitty. And Rogue is the bad girl out of the two by comparison. Yeah. yeah. But they 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 do like a quick little tap and then we get the Buffy dance. And yes. and we'll we'll screen record and share it. We found a, a, a great video on YouTube that shows the two dances side by side with each other. Yeah, they're it perfect. Is spot the fuck on. Like yeah. even the way like hair is yeah. swinging and yeah. the camera movement, it is perfectly on i'm assuming that wasn't the the clip that you showed me that wasn't the song that played in the buffy clip oh i don't remember what was in the buffy i don't remember what the buffy music was because they were just in the bronze it wasn't the same music yeah because there was a clip that john sent me that it seemed like it was music added after the fact and wasn't part of like the show yes i think that was just generic music that was in the clip i sent you the song and rod i'm you know you're the music guy so you probably should have had this but the song is called who am i now uh, apparently that was also used very briefly in rogue's introduction episode it was a little more like muted in the background scenario um kit just for context we have been searching for the song that was used in next men 92 when they introduced dazzler because uh-huh. it sounds like a full-fledged song to the point where Rod has talked to people who worked on the music team of the show and nobody knows what that fucking song is. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Oh, things so, that get lost to time. I just know from previous trauma not to dig too much because this caused a lot of drama in the <laughs> of stuff from the 90s. It's like, yep. where did that music come from? Let it go, Rod. Just let it go. <laughs> you see them doing the Buffy dance behind Evan, Sabretooth walks by, and then he just charges on out. 
And then he just attacks the boombox. Okay. <laughs> Not a fan of music, this guy. Yeah. Not a fan of having background ambiance to his eviscerations. Nope. I think it was just the choice of song. It didn't fit his vibe. Like if no. it was like a little more metal or something. You yeah, know. it was too poppy of a tune. He could, yeah. Not for him. No. He's, a, he's like more of a werewolf than a vampire, right? This is a musical about Dracula yeah, and he's like right? a wolf person. <laughs> it was offensive. It was offensive to his people, the were people. So he picks up Evan. Evan spikes out and he's like, yeah, if you pick me up, this is what's going to happen. And then it does no damage to Sabretooth. I'm like, yeah. you're a little too overconfident right now, sir. Or, yeah, uh, the toothpick does, metaphor lands. Right. And then who does, Sabretooth throws him on one of the girls. Rogue. Uh, Rogue. And it doesn't hurt her a bit either. Despite the fact that the spike stayed out. Yeah, Evan's definitely a little too confident. Which is going back to your when he woke up metaphor. Maybe also another metaphor. Yep. Yep, a little <laughs> too, too confident, confident. <laughs> and that ain't as hard as he thinks it is. Oh. Certainly hasn't penetrated anybody in this scene. <laughs> right. Rod, I know what the clip <laughs> is going to be for Instagram. Hey, <laughs> I like it when this job is easier. Yep. <laughs> so he then charges at Kitty, phases right through, and then she looks over and sees that Rogue and Evan are down, and that apparently takes down her defenses because this is this is an early shadow cat. She's not as yes. battle hardened as as some of the others, so she definitely took off her phasing power and then just gets thrown at a tree. It is astounding how often she forgets to just phase. stay, yeah. like just stay put. Don't don't let him touch you. It's the easiest game of keep away ever. Just phase. Like there's yeah. a scene in a later episode where you, you see her actually like reaching the limits of her powers. So you're like, okay, cool. You do have like limits or thought that goes into the phasing process right now it's just stupid well, Girl, well just now like, it makes me face. feel like her parents and Jean were in way more danger in her introduction episode when she was walking three oh, yeah, of right? them yeah. through the rocks and we're like you just found out about your powers like 24 hours ago not even like this yeah. seems like a risk and nobody died now it's like oh yeah if she sneezed there her parents may have been, been in, yeah. put yeah. into rubble Yes. Yeah. Jean's mom's actually missing a toe and just doesn't bring it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's still stuck in that wall back there. Yep. Kid, Kitty's mom. Kitty's mom, not Jean. Yeah, Kitty's, Kitty's, mom. Kitty's mom. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he then picks up Rogue and just like T poses Rogue as like, is he just going to try to like rip her arms off? Because that feels like Sabretooth to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wolverine catches up, does a tackle, and then we, we get rogue who also touches Sabretooth, and that's where yep. we get the very prominent werewolf vibes on it yeah, yeah. Like, oh no i just i just shaved my legs <laughs> which is my favorite like as her hair grows out like oh shoot i love I that couldn't... it was the nails the hair mm-hmm. like on her head not just the fur growing yeah, out yeah. of her body and then ruins her boots too does yep this was almost as jump the shark for me as mystique turning into a hawk or eagle it, it was just so random and no one was really bothered by it and also if spike <laughs> ran into her earlier clearly they didn't touch somehow oh yeah so like that. that's kind of weird it's it's interesting because the way that this version of rogue's power has worked so far on the show is it only is when her hand makes contact mm-hmm. yeah the whole cody thing like it wasn't a kiss like it was in the comics or in X-Men yeah. 92. It was the hand grab kind of scenario. This is for kids. We don't have any <laughs> of that sexual content. Right. Flashback to Jean getting dressed a few minutes right. ago. 
No, not the same. There's yeah. no kissing, no smooching, or, no blood, but we definitely have promiscuity from a visual standpoint. Yeah, or Perfect. asking Rogue to touch Kitty just a little bit on camera. Just a little. <laughs> dance for me, baby. Just touch her a little. I am dancing. Even if there was no touching, it's like, yeah. just dance on camera. <laughs> okay, go, go. So, with the touch, Sabretooth passes out. Wolverine reveals that he knew that Evan had planned that, and he's pissed at them. And then he's like, oh, well, it works. So how long are you actually going to ground me for? And he gives the, until this one gets a haircut, referring to Rogue. And I'm like, I feel Mild like you should be Wolverine. more pissed at him than this, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And then it, what did Rogue say after that? Her voice got worse. She said something, and it was like, wow, that was like a goofy. I think that she, was the, oh, shoot. Now I got, I just shaved okay. my legs. <laughs> I think she um, said something like that, because I just remember yeah. it being. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And I, so, I enjoyed the voice acting of it and how she changed from her normal Southern draw to this. Ah! It Southern definitely cat. reminds me Southern of cat. our friend Brizzy Voices, who she plays a lot of different games on her live stream. Mm-hmm. And when it's a game that has written dialogue, she will make a voice up for any character. Oh, so oh, playing cool. Legend of Zelda with no voice acting, she gets a lot of voices to fuck around with. It very much oh, feels like a Brizzy voice for me. So Yeah, yeah. They're leaving and they're carrying off Sabretooth. And then we still don't get actual indication of what has happened between this version of Sabretooth and this version of Wolverine. No, not yet. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to give him a a cooling off period, which every Wolverine has one bad pun in their series. This was the one for me so far. And they just drop him in the snow out of the Blackbird. I love it. It's like, no, let's not lock him up or anything safe. We'll just... Put him in, put him on ice. So that's like a canon event for X-Men, right? They never actually incarcerate anyone. At least in the Unless cartoons, the Juggernaut. they do Juggernaut gets incarcerated, but that's it. And then Xavier mind wipes Sabretooth? Is that what they imply? Yeah. Because he's like, <laughs> He does that I? a lot. Okay, so we're <laughs> like, not crazy. We, we've been talking about this for the seven episodes leading up to this. Yeah. I want to say in at least five or six of them, he has mind wiped somebody uh, without yeah, any he, consent or giving a shit. Oh, he ain't done yet. <laughs> like, wait for season two. He mind wipes an entire stadium of people. Specifically, the Sabretooth thing might be worse than killing him because he, Sabretooth is smart and never, not smart, strong and stuff, but like... Definitely not smart. If you're, if you're dropped in the middle of like a barren wasteland in like the arctic or something with yeah. no memory we don't know what the extent of the memory i know he's is. just like wonder why i'm here huh. yeah like guess i forgot you, there's there's a certain amount of, like there's a very thin window of survival for that right even if you're super powered <laughs> i think I if there's the, one who could survive it it's, coat yeah is gonna yeah. keep him i think the large fluffy pelt he has on his he's also the mutant healing factor guy too oh, the, the, the mm-hmm. healing thing i forgot about that yeah yeah it takes a lot to kill him yeah. in wolverine so, so yeah I guess maybe the, I don't, yeah i don't know so it's like maybe that was the whole point of the cooling off thing was like it, 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 they, they kind of tortured him because <laughs> sure it just slows not, him down at least he might not die but he'll have like a really bad few weeks yeah yeah <laughs> yeah slow slowing him down jumps over and we see that you know everybody's seated to watch the rock opera and right as the play is about to start, we cut to Evan's school project, which I still feel like showed stuff that maybe you don't want to have in your yeah, your school I, project. It's definitely like, oh, okay, we're, we're showing combat training, a light <laughs> version of combat training, but like combat training at the Institute. Okay. Also, there were title cards. It was kind of edited together in and out of sequence. Yeah. 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 So it starts off, he's talking about his family, which he considers the X-Men shows him skating and then the karate training as you guys mentioned interestingly enough black belts for logan and scott 
Kurt had a brown belt, Rogue had a red belt, and Kitty had a yellow belt, which... I don't know how the ranking goes. Well, I just know black yeah. belt's the top. Yellow yeah, means yellow you showed up to second. class and paid the check. Yeah. Oh, well, so you could get yellow tip. That That's like, you signed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're untouchable, karate <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Which is just ironic if you know anything about the comic version because yes. Kitty is the one who literally yes. in the comics trains as a ninja. I do know oh, that. Wow. It, it is funny. I've never noticed their belts, but half the time I'm like working on something else when I'm watching. Of course. Show. But yeah, so that is extra ironic because I do know that from the comics. Yeah. Rod, we, I have to send you some shit from the Hellfire Gala stuff that happened with the current stuff. Yeah, there's 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 some ninja shadow cat stuff going on in that. That makes yes. sense for her to be a ninja, though. If she can face through walls, that's like the extra power yeah. that a ninja would want, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hand was very fond of that. Yeah. I would have loved if this episode ended not just on that vlog, but that vlog ending and then like Cyclops or Storm like turning it off and be like, yeah, you definitely cannot turn this in. Right. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah it's just them all watching going, what the hell? Dude. Why would you do this? And then this? he fails the class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It shows Scott washing the car because that's the nicest thing that Scott can do without yes. yelling at people. Kurt then soaks Scott and then destroys the camera because that thing was not waterproof when it got shot yeah. with the hose. Yeah, and, those, and that specific era of camcorders and stuff, if there, was, if there was too much moisture, it was ruined. If you breathed on it, it was ruined. <laughs> well, I mean, it's super zoom, so it's clearly high tech. You know, that's it's a different true. level of technology. We see Gene, who is molding a sculpture of Xavier's head out of clay and then refers to Xavier as his new dad which weird his his actual dad isn't dead and, and he's actually a nice guy yeah, yeah. loving and supportive yeah, yeah. He, was, he was okay with this kid being a mutant yeah it's kind of weird we see auntie roro on the piano and then he used the footage of rogue and kitty dancing and then he used the gene footage which makes me feel confident that storm did not review this footage yeah yeah Different standards. Again, different standards. Don't you judge. Maybe being in a shirt is not a scandal, except to our American eyes. Well, She's even, just wearing even, clothes. No matter what the <laughs> event was happening in that bathroom, just the framing up through the door frame. Yeah, it's not good. I, I'm just, not good. I can imagine the teacher watching and be like, uh, I don't think I, I should be watching this. Or, or it's the other degree, and we have to put the teacher on the list. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Spike aced this one. <laughs> Sir, would you like extra credit next week? Yeah, yeah, right? And then it cuts back to the stage, and apparently both Rogue and Kitty got the female leads for their part. Yeah. Super aggressive, it's progressive, so like, yeah, both, both. there's like a triad with... Yeah, uh, doesn't Dracula Chris? have like three wives or something, like three female harpies oh. or something? Chrissy is going to be so pissed at me for not knowing the answer to that. Yeah, I feel like Dracula has like a core group of like creepy lady wives yep. siren ladies there's so a thing yep. we're gonna go with that and say yep. that there was always multiple lead options and they actually killed the third girl yes yeah. yes they reign supreme was, that was a heck of a stage production for our high school too that they only did it apparently like one week because he had until Friday to finish the project I had just assumed it was a month or two later but yeah you if it was, a, yeah, no. Well, he was later. also already cast as the lead, so clearly they're just looking for a couple background filler people. Yeah, the female lead in Dracula was just the girl dancing during the yes. final number. Yeah, it sounds right. It sounds right to me. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> and that's how the episode wrapped. It's a good episode. I like. So IMDb does list that Boyd Kirkland, who was one of the producers on the show, said that they did copy the dance. 
because of a tight schedule and low budget. But I, I could not find the source of where Boyd yeah. said that. So sure. we take we take it with a grain of salt. You know, like when we got something from the Leewalds that was actually like the opposite of confirmation on a rumor, I updated it and I made sure to put our link on it. They didn't yeah. do that. But yeah, apparently it's 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 definitely nobody will doubt that that's what was done. It's just the reason yeah. for it. Who yeah, knows? It was at least rotoed, even if it wasn't in like yeah. you know meant to be that way or whatever. Can, yeah. Did you hear that episode with the Leewalds? Mm-mm. I love their response because like John asked a question and Eric was like, I see no truth in that statement. And, like, <laughs> that was something I was on IMDb. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I know. You can't believe everything you read on the internet. Yep. You got to source your shit. And then there's also in this show, there was somebody's character concept art. I, I can't remember who it was, Rod, but we mentioned how there was a link on the Wikipedia, like the actual Wikipedia, not a fandom wiki that was going to character designs. And the link was to a website that no longer exists. Yeah. 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 It sounds right, too. I mean, yeah. How old is Wikipedia now at this point? It's like, yeah, a bunch of like old GeoCity websites are, yeah, like are not around anymore. Or whatever. <laughs> Those ancient websites. Yeah. So that is the wrap up of the episode. Kit, was there anything that you enjoyed from the episode that we did not touch on here since you are the guest and the fan of this episode, obviously? So. I know. I, I feel like I had a thought like five minutes ago. I was like, oh, we should talk about that. And it's gone now. I think we hit all of the big like things that make this episode so interesting and so cool. At least the things that I always think of when I think of this show. Right. Some of the moments that happened in this episode are the ones that I go like, oh, my God, I love the show because of this moment, that moment or the other. This is one of the top ones for me. Other episodes have a couple other moments that I really enjoy or songs that come in that I think are really fun. But this episode just being the antithesis of this early 2000s late 90s buffy female dancing power x-men like superpowers super women i thought it was just the coolest thing it was fun and and we were talking about this when we started moving on from x-men 92 into into doing this series this scene is the only scene or there are two scenes that i had seen before and it huh. was the dancing scene. And then there's a later episode, which is also in the first season, that is a shot captured from the craft. And it's actually also rotoscoped as well, as yes, far as we could tell. I do know what you're talking about. No. I don't think it's season one. I think it is later. Maybe early season two? Possibly early season two, because no. I'm picturing the characters in it, and they haven't. They are not introduced in season one, if I remember correctly. We will find out. We'll find out. I, I'll happily be wrong, but... No. no. I think I know who's in that shot. All, we don't all have a I lot of female is, characters yeah. right now. <laughs> all, all I know is it is embedded in my skull, that scene from the craft. Yeah. So as soon as I saw it, it was like triggered yeah. instantly to it. So It is nice. fun that the show pulls from other pieces of pop culture, whether it be from a short, tight budget or because we're all fans of the same thing. Yeah. Eh, I don't really care which. It makes yeah. me happy. It, even if it is a perfectly rotoscope shot it's still yeah. a thing that we like so it is yeah. rod your closing thoughts oh uh, yeah like kids say we covered pretty much everything that i noticed in it you know good bad and creepy and i overall still still like it i mean we're, i think we're just discovering the same, a lot of the same things with a lot of these episodes is like overall like it and there's a, cute, a few remnants of y2k they're like Ooh, we wouldn't do that now but overall still love it <laughs> i mean any of the stuff in here it was still on saturday morning tv so it's not like it's having moments like can't hardly wait where there's like oh there's a homophobic slur in this show yeah, yeah, yeah. or in this movie yeah, yeah. you know 
So, Kit, before we get into the rigmarole of saying goodbye, tell people where they can find you. Obviously, we'll tag you in all the socials, but say it. Make sure people can find you online. So I am on everything with the same handle to make life easy. It's Miss, M-I-S-S, Kit like a Kit Kat bar, not a car. Quinn like Harley Quinn, because Kit the car has two T's. I only have one T. And if you follow her on Instagram, you will often see her cats. Yes, oh, Pete nice. White and Billy Quizcat. <laughs> they're, they're Venture Brothers references. They are there all the time. Awesome. Is well, currently staring at the ceiling. I don't know why. We got a ghost I, in here. You Sorry. didn't. You never said they were smart kids. So no, no. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or the official Instagram post for this episode. If you like what you heard, we would appreciate a rating on the podcast app of your choosing or all of them. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and I think unless, you know, CastBox has finally burned to the ground, we're still there too. There's one person listening there, I feel like. We love that person. 